I got a lot of work to do in January. Yes, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Got a lot of work Every to do. hour on the hour. When we listen and gain our knowledge that? and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. See, I hear this on the podcast, I don't see it. So I'm like looking at it like, what am I looking at? Tell them all where you can see it. Oh no, you can go on Apple, um, on Apple Podcast. That's where I get my podcast at. You can go watch the NBN No BS News Hour. Hour with, Charlie, with the Charlie Duff on and you, the great YouTube. On Odyssey We're now. We're on Odyssey now, sweetie. We love you, Odyssey. Right? Hey, guess what now? Okay. What? Before I get into it. Just got to set up the program, right? On Spotify, too. We're, uh, Spotify? Spotify, Spotify. I just want to get you. that out there. Live streaming. Hello, everybody from, you know, the basement. Right. Lower level, Thank Charlie. you, Karen. <laughs> the, bu- the bunker. The bunker. <laughs> the garden mezzanine. Yes, thank you. All right, look. Uh, we had the elections this week, and it's all about Detroit. It's always about Detroit. Isn't it, Karen? It should be. Because yes. Detroit is the bellwether of America. Absolutely. Right? We came up, we were the richest, we created the wealth. You took our factories away, we got poor, now you're getting poor, and everybody's freaking out. So hello, Seattle. Hello, Philly. Love you, Philly. Oh, you know what I was doing last night? Talking about a guy in Philly. Benny. Yeah. And I smoked a little weed. I don't smoke weed. Smoked a little weed. Yeah. It's legal now, I can say that. I smoked a little weed. I got a hangover. I'm too old for weed. Better check your weed. Is it? Is that happen? So I've heard. <laughs> Does that happen when you get older? What a hangover from like weed hangover. What were you drinking with it? Um, Kahlua and there, cream. There you go. There's your answer. There's the culprit. <laughs> it could have been Kahlua and cream. That's delicious. Yeah, you probably drank a lot of it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that weed. Pretty light for you, Charlie. Maybe that's why I gave you a headache. That's well, I'm start, light for you. You know, like like Kim saying, I'm trying to, to now you know modulate and regulate this COVID. I'm trying to get out of COVID. Trying to get off this Zoom. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should introduce Kim. Kim Worthy, the Wayne County prosecutor. Hi, Kim. Hello, hello. Always a lot of respect for you. Thanks for being on today. And also, uh, well, how do we say this? The top vote getter in the Detroit City Council race, Coleman A. Young, uh, Junior or? Junior's fine. Or, Coleman or a. Deuce. Coleman A. Young, Deuce is fine too. Well, which is it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's up to you. It's your show. What, 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 what's this? Give me your driver's license. Coleman Junior. It's Coleman. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you. What? It's Coleman or to myself. It's, it's Junior? Junior. All right, Joey, flip Coleman it back. Junior. What do we oh, have? Oh, now it's on the. Now it's on City okay. Councilman <laughs> elect Coleman Alexander Young Junior. Junior. Hello, okay, everyone. Joey, put put the Deuce up back up there. <laughs> 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 Congratulations to you. Will you be city council president? Uh, when that time comes, I'll come find you. I'll let you know. Okay, how does that work? No, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, look, here's the program. America's spoken. Here's 
Look, it's the we the independents right in the middle that decide how this goes. Democrat gonna be a Democrat. Republican gonna be a Republican. So all you out, you know, the family right here, we decide. And you know what we decided? We want some law and order. Oh yeah. We want our kids safe. With justice. We want with justice. We want good police. We don't want shit police. We want a good courthouse. Right? Right. We want clean municipal facilities. We want stuff for our kids. No, we're not for defunding the police. We're for better funding the police to get better police. Refunding mental health. Okay, we, see, we gotta do that too. Where's all the money? That's what we're gonna talk about. All right. But here, here's a nice segue. The only and the best crime reporter in Detroit is George Hunter. Mm -hmm. It's on Facebook the other day. Here's what he posted. He goes, I don't get it. They don't eat chili dogs in other parts of the country. Like this Coney dog is really a, just a Detroit thing. And then everybody went crazy. Okay. <laughs> like, for instance, all chili comes from National Chili Company. That's not true. No. Not at American Coney Island. American Coney Island has its own chili company. Its own proprietary chili. No filler in that. I won't speak for national chili, and everybody that buys from it could have some filler in it. Just saying. Oh, and I the still prefer Lafayette. Huh? Lafayette is still my favorite. What? You, uh, have you seen the floors? <laughs> Do you know they chop the onions next to the man's to the men's toilet? Ah, uh, still my favorite. Are you out of your mind? I love those guys. Okay, I do. I, I think this is why um, Ken Worthy, uh, Prosecutor Worthy, is one of the bravest elected officials we have <laughs> in the country right now for taking that stance. That's we have, okay. You have to respect her for that. I respect everybody. I have a whole new level of respect for her just for saying that. This is America, baby. Because <laughs> that's the line. You like, do not cross on this show. You, so. But look at this here, Much Kim. Look at this, look at this dog right here. See this? The, no. the, the, the dog <laughs> is, is a proprietary recipe. You know why it, it snaps? Because that's lamb casing. So wow. when you grill it, it snaps. It's not soggy like like the other ones. By the way, no, if you'll you, never get me off of that. If you want a Lafayette I, I, I Coney can't. Island and you can't make it to Lafayette, just get one at the gas station. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right there, that's no. the original. That's the original oh. in the world. And no, George, no. I lived in L.A. They had Pink's hot dogs. I don't remember any chili on them. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, the chili doesn't have tomato in it. Mm. It's, it's beef and beef heart, which keeps it lean, <laughs> yummy. That's where I go, American Coney Island, cleanest restaurant in the city. I agree. And by the way, if you don't want to come to the city. And the best. Thank you. And the best. Thank you. And the best. Mr. Council President. Mm -hmm. the best. This guy knows. What? All, due, all due respect to <laughs> Wayne County Prosecutor, all due respect. Amari got oh, his. Sure. I just, you know, I just, you can't, you can't compare. You can't compare. Oh, Second oh, and she's got a problem with women-owned businesses, apparently. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, you don't want a sister getting ahead. Look at that. It's like the crabs in the barrel. Oh. One of them tried to get out, and Kim's pulling you down. <laughs> she got something for Ali over there, at Lafayette. She got a little oh, sweet spot. She got a sweet spot for Ollie's bald head. <laughs> They're friends of mine over there. Just come patronize business in Detroit. And by the way. If you don't want to get off your ass, stay on your couch and you're zooming, you can get a Kona kit delivered right to your house. Just go to MarionConeIsland.com. A dozen with all the fixings. How is that? That's another thing I don't do. I don't do delivery services. I don't know what they do to your food before I get it. I'm embarrassed. Well, it was great having you on today. <laughs> <laughs> Why, is it one of your sponsors? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was real embarrassing during he sponsor. COVID. You <laughs>
you know what? This is wow. the thing. This is this is the no BS news yeah, hour. She's fine. And, that's, and so that's what it is. So she's, Kim is saying what she thinks, and that's what she's supposed to all, do. All of, all all she's rated it. All opinions, yeah. even if they're wrong. That's wow. yeah. Even if they're and see, look at Karen. Look at that voice of reason. This is why Karen is like everywhere. Yeah. Karen's like Raymond. Everybody loves Karen. So I'm, pre I'm, I'm preparing this morning, right? I'm preparing this morning, and I'm like, okay, Coleman Young, uh, you know, where did he land here? Did he get the most votes, the second most votes? He got the most, by the way. Most popular politician in Detroit. By 6,694, but who's counting, right? <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. That's what I do with my my views. Thank share, you, share, share. For me, love you, appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you. So, so Thank I'm looking it up, and okay, let me put up Detroit news. They might have the the results here. Noted uh, political commentator and woman about town, Karen Dumas. It's all Karen's the whole article. I mean, wow. check out the Free Press. Yeah. It's Karen Dumas. She deserves it too. I turn on, let it rip. It's Karen Dumas. Karen, are you the only one that knows what's going on in this town? I don't know, Charlie, but I appreciate the opportunity to weigh in. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. Uh, there are other people. They talk to other people. No, you're forbidden now. No, you're not allowed to till after Friday show. You say, look, it's in my contract. <laughs> you're embargoed. Can, can, can I just say, I just like the fact that we're just highlighting women, you know, particularly black women in this time and era. I just think it's just nice that we're putting them. <laughs> look at you, a like, bean counter, dude. Well, that's a, we're just like, nice I think it's a good a thing. Nice segue to what I hope we're talking about because they preach, we, they preach us, but. Yeah, we, we just know, don't do that enough. the crime and justice area that don't appreciate us. Yes, yeah. there, there you go. Well, look you here. Know, black it's girl not, magic. It's not like I woke up and went, we should have some black women on. <laughs> these are just these are just players. That's that's what you got to know here. Right? Because there's no bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. I never noticed you two are black women. <laughs> oh, come on, Charlie. Wow. I don't see color. I don't see yeah, color. I was say, don't say that. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, that that's the worst. I know. I hate that. Don't say that. Yeah, that yeah. is the worst thing when someone says, hey, I don't see color. <laughs> I don't hear it. Insert critical race theory rant in five, four, three, two, one. All right. Well, hey, real quick before we, we get on to business, um, you know, look. In my little boutique city that I live in, you know, the, 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 park, the park's going wild. They got kids back there screwing. They got kids back there playing bongos and drinking, and it's dark. I can't get the city to listen. You know what I do? What? I call ADR. Oh, that's a good place I do. To they start. take care of it. They're very nice. They get a sign put up. Hey, kids, it's it's nightfall. Go home. That's what ADR stands for. Right. You want to know what? You want to know what? If, if, if you have a housing complex mm -hmm. and you got some problems with some people. Yeah. And you need. Who doesn't? You need IT. You need cameras. You need. All, I, I can't You call that. ADR. That's what you do. What's the number? Oh, uh, 248. 248-318. Um, I used to know it. I got to put my glasses on. Oh. I just speed dial it. <laughs> just call me and I'll call him for you. No. 248-318-9424. He's a good man. Very Ellen Tech. Ethical, honest, smart, and discreet for everything you're doing. Right? I, I, by the way, we're getting a studio built. I needed a studio built. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to get stuff built if you're not plugged in to this administration, Karen. I understand that. Mm, see, she knows. <laughs> so I call ADR. Now it's getting built. Wow, look at that. I'm telling you, man. You get stuff done. 248-318-9424. All right, listen, everybody. Philly. Newark, Seattle, Minneapolis, y'all. New York elected a mayor cop. 
Eric Adams. A, a, yeah, a cop is mayor. Seattle voted a law and order mayor. Yep. Right? Pro police. Minneapolis voted down defund the police. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo. Right? I didn't see both. What did the Buffalo? Real do? progressive defund the police yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, candidate. They were in the t- center. Takes out the incumbent mayor and he's not going to quit. He does a write in. Ooh. Beats India. you by double digits because he's like, look, dude. India Walton, right? That's that's the yes. one who won, right? Her name is India Walton, I think. No, she lost. No, no, she won it. She won the. No, I'm trying to say what you said. She won the primary, then yes. at the general, she. I'm just saying. I her forgot. Name. We got all these people that know stuff. <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened in Boston? I forgot to check to see if the sister won in Boston. Did she win? Mm-mm. I think in the Asian. It was Wu. You mean, yeah. you mean the Asian Wu. sister? Wu. No, no, no. Black woman. Oh. Oh, so what's what, 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 Asian? Yeah, it was she. She was a. She was, I think, the president of city council or that equivalent, and she was appointed mayor when the then Boston mayor went to the Biden administration. So she was running for re-election. I don't know if she was. Michelle, I don't know if it was up this year or next year. I don't know. Michelle Wu. I need to check on that. Michelle Wu won. Yeah, look at you, and well, look what happened in Virginia. Yeah, McAuliffe goes out. The Democrat, the the, oh, the, the last of the Clinton crew, right? And Youngkin wins. A, a guy that Trump endorses, and he doesn't even mention it because. He's smart enough not to. Played both sides and it worked for him. Smart. Yeah. So what, what does this tell you? Right here in the middle, we in the middle, we're not nuts. My money's worth less. We got to get something done. I mean, we that's got, what it that, tells me. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. We, we got to pass the infrastructure bill. We have got to pass the That one I'm for, bro. We I'm for do. the infrastructure well, bill. Well, look, I was for the $6 trillion original package. Wait, this is supposed to be Kim segment. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. I'm done. I'm sorry. Okay, okay no, I was just want. I, I just. I, I, I got so excited. I, I I lost track of where I was. I just wanted to go off oh, on what I thought. My segment. I didn't know that. Is no, Madam Prosecutor, it's all yours. I'm hey, going back. Ladies first. I didn't know. I was just waiting. So, like Law and Order, Kim. Look, you're the Wayne County prosecutor. The Wayne County's buck wild. You like? You want to be big boy underpants? You come work in Wayne County. You want to? You want to be a trial lawyer? You come to Wayne County. But. We got all this nonsense going on about defunding basically criminal justice and who suffers, Kim? Let's say in a big city like Detroit. It's the children, is it not? It's not only the children, it's many issues. And I think when some people say defund the police, I think what they really mean is make sure that some of the money that goes to the police goes to other programming that will help mental health, domestic violence, community policing, that kind of thing. And so, but I have to tell you, we are very much suffering now. Fortunately, in Wayne County, when it comes to funding my office, we are talking. The CEO has a, we have a very good reputation. And we're in the middle of some very, very progressive negotiations. So I'm very happy with the way things are going. So I'm hoping very soon we won't be having that issue. But that still doesn't take away from the major crime issue we're having. And as much as people want to say, and they say it out loud, that things are getting better, they really aren't. Uh, We have the highest homicide rate right now. Our fatal criminal cases have increased 150%. We have 27 domestic violence homicides. We used to get seven or eight a year. We're up to 27, and this year is not over. We have 10,000 cases of domestic violence that are not fatals, and I could go on and on and on. So things are really bad, and we can't blame it all on the pandemic. I just, you know... I want to say something, but it, but I'll have to curse, and that would just take me out of my element. I mean, Kim, Kim knows her shit. I mean, you have to respect 
you know, who she is and what she brings to the table. And like I said, this is a no BS news hour. So thank you for saying that, um, prosecutor. Well, she also, it, is, it is worse than I've, I've been doing this for a long time, as most of you know. And I've been in either a pro, an assistant prosecutor, the elected prosecutor and judge on this criminal court bench since the late 80s. So I've seen a lot and I've never seen it this bad. I mean, that's just some of the things we haven't talked about. We haven't scratched the surface and talking about child abuse and elder abuse and some other things that are going on as well, non-fatal shootings. And we've got to get a handle on it. It's very difficult. It's exacerbated by the pandemic, but it's not all that. So what but, is know, it? Even, go ahead. What is it? Why? Why? why well, what, what is it? If I could answer that question, I'd know how to solve it. But I think what we need to do, besides being everybody being perfectly resourced, and besides, we be able to maintain and retain. And again, we're working on those issues. And I'm very happy that we're working on those issues. We have a partner with the CEO. But we have to have some real investment. For example, the prosecutor's office budget, it pays for everything. So you have all the different police departments. Police departments around Wayne County, around the country, get millions and millions of dollars in resources. But none of it flows through to the cost of prosecution. That's part of the problem. You know, we wouldn't have the necessity for a conviction integrity unit where I should say we've exonerated 31 young men if, in fact, we could get everybody that does prosecutorial work because we all, we none of us want to see improper convictions. None of us want to make mistakes. We're all human, so we do the best we can. But in other words, and in, in, in the way for it to be much more progressive, and we've had diversion programs since time of memorial, since I've been there in 2005, we have diverted over 21,000 people out of the criminal justice system. We will continue to do that. And I'm sure that all of you saw the announcement about the job support, and we're going to be having some more announcements about diversion programs and mental health and some other issues. But we have to take it seriously. We have to have the victims involved. Yes, there needs to be court reform. Of course there does. But also we need to pay attention to the victims of crime and the root causes of crime, which I've been saying since 2005. And that's where you would say, you know, defund the police, which is root cause of crime, poverty, bad schools, et cetera. But my, I always said this, look, no, 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 we're not going to divert police money. We need more money for police because one of the problems, I could see it in the data, is when they went out on J's, when they went out on quarantine during the pandemic, the shooting of children tripled. Mm -hmm. That's just data. I'm saying we need to, hey, Coleman, here's what I'm saying. I don't know why we're funding a fucking hockey arena for a billionaire who can afford it when that would be $25 million right there that we would save, not even collect. You know, it's, it's even deeper than that, though. It's even deeper than that. And this is another thing that people have their eye on now, but I've been saying since the mid-2000s, since way before I, when I was still on the bench, and actually when I was still an assistant prosecutor. If we took lives people lose, seriously, and I'm talking mainly on Charlie. I know you know where I'm going with this. I am always perplexed still, you know, 25, 30 years later, that it was a black life that is lost, a black woman that is raped, a black senior citizen that is carjacked, a black senior citizen that is um, raped in, the, in a nursing home, a, a black child that is caught in the crossfire of an unintended shooting. Those lives are not taken as seriously as the lives of people who have blonde hair and blue eyes. I and mean, we see it all the time. And I used to call it the, um, I can't remember her name now, the Natalie Holloway syndrome. We all heard about Natalie Holloway. Now everybody's talking about Gabby Petito. But there are people of color that are killed every single day. 
And their cases don't get the, not only the international spotlight, they don't have the internet sleuths going crazy. They don't even have some police departments taking their lives seriously. And so, and I'm not saying they don't care, but they prioritize people when they look a certain way. And I can give you example after example after example. So when people lose their lives, when people almost lose their lives, when people are shot, when people are abused, when people are battered, we need to take every single one of them seriously. Absolutely. We need to be. And that, that's that's what's bothered me the whole time. And, and I, I talked with people. And about that's this, what we're about. Politics is priority. Look at, look at the facts. And I, I gotta say this. The truth. I got to say that. Look, everybody, you call me to Taylor, you call me to Brownstown, et cetera. I cover Capital City. When I was in California, I covered L.A. Very rarely did I go to West Covina. You understand what I mean? When I was at the New York Times, I covered New York City. I didn't go to Westchester much. Detroit's the capital city. I'll say this, Kim. People with blonde hair and blue eyes in their communities won't put up with the shit that goes on in Detroit. They get mad. They refuse to have that kind of shit go down. Me, as your brother and Karen's brother, and Mark's brother, I refuse to let what goes on, Coleman, and Capital City continue. Because enough of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed people's money goes to Detroit, in some way or fashion, to improve things. And you can, it's always this with the blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. Well, that's, uh, that's culture. I go, no, no not, not really. No, no not, not the people in Detroit. Good, solid, conservative people. But all of the, the mechanisms are broken. Again, I don't know why we're funneling precious dollars to fucking billionaires. Not the You know, I, th I think there's a lot of truth in that, but I think that we still have to dig even deeper than that. Okay, go ahead. And you know, it's, it's, I think it's much easier to say that, and I'm, I'm not stomping on what you're saying. I'm not saying it's not true. I can take it. But sometimes people say, for example, I'll give you another good example. When we discovered those rape kits almost 11 years ago, 11,341 untested rape kits had just been thrown in the property room. Nobody gave a damn about these women. And guess what? 86, almost 87% of those kits belong to women of color. Mm. And there's a reason for that. Mm. And I used to tell people all the time, and I want them to understand this. Sometimes people say, well, if it was me, and if my daughter or my child or my mother was sexually assaulted, I'd be on the phone to the police 24-7. The reality is, though, that some of those women who were sexually assaulted, that's not even the worst thing that happened to them that day. Wow. They need to know, they need to be able to feed themselves, take care of their children. Some of them are homeless. Some of them don't have jobs. So it's, there's a reason for them not beating down the doors and demanding police action. They're trying to deal with all the other crap. Excuse me if I can't say that. You can say that. Their lives. So we have to fix all the other ills as well. Right. But it really disturbs me when we don't consider all life is sacred. See, and that goes through many spheres. That's a hundred. And when you say, when you say like 80% are women of color, that's about the demographic of Detroit, right? Maybe 10% white, 80% black and 10% everybody else. Again, when you just look at it as like a municipality, which is all I can do, Kim, as, as a reporter and trying to just trying to be part of the solution is why the, I just want to know who the fuck was in charge of those rape kits? How could that be? How could it be? Just in any community, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's, and the thing about this is, uh, Charlie, is that these happen 
this happens all over the country. Now, no, we, we, you know, Detroit, you know, it was a national model. Detroit brought the national spotlight to this issue, to the work that we did. And what we found is when you look at any major American city, the urban population, those were the places that had the most untested, untested rape kits. So you do the math. And so it's not just here in Detroit. It's, it's everywhere. But I'm concerned with here in Detroit. And I'm concerned about and have been for a very long time. And we, I don't know if all of you remember. Karen, you might remember. Charlie, you might remember. Um, um, Senator, I mean, a Senator, let's see, I'm elevating you. Council personnel, back, you, you okay. may not have been born yet. But there was, a, <laughs> there was a, a case back way far away. And a woman's name was Rosemary Cato. And she was a white nurse who was killed. Later, we found out, I believe it was her husband. And it was such a horrible thing that the whole Southeastern Michigan was concerned. And they set up a squad room in the middle of, uh, of these detectives who were investigating the case. And they televised it on six o'clock news. And they had people calling in live. And remember, this was a white woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were taking calls. And one caller, and I was sitting there watching. I'll never forget this as long as I live. One caller called and was describing this woman, this woman that they had heard had been killed. They knew where the body was. And they were describing the body to this detective that was on the national news. I'm not national news, the local news at six o'clock. And clearly it was a, a, a body of an African-American woman, a woman of color. And he, the detective says on the local national news, well, that's not what we're looking for, a click. Wow. Not, not let me give you somebody else. Let's get her information. But that's not who we're looking for, a click. And I know people remember that case. I know you were in the media then. And then just one, I know I'm going long, but I just want to give one example. We had a case where two women were killed in their homes over by Osborne High School. And they, these women were, I think, 70, 80 years old. And they were white. And they had stayed in the neighborhood. And it became a, a South City Michigan full story. They were blaming all kinds of people. I won't even get into that ugliness. But it turns out that, that her son flew in from down south and killed one of the sons and killed the women. Now, you know, big story. At the same time, the same exact time period, there were two twins, African-American, 21 years old, that were killed in their home. And you barely heard a ripple in the paper. So I've been talking about things like that for years. And all we can do is we don't, we aren't the ones to go out and investigate, but we go out and we try to prepare the heck, investigate the heck, try the heck out of cases and try to find people that are responsible for this violent crime guilty. But I would just like an equal amount of attention or more attention given to this issue as well. Well, here you go. Nobody wants to talk about it, but we have to. Here's here's where you got it. Can I just just say something really quickly? Um, I I think that's excellent, uh, Madam Prosecutor. I just also want to say, and don't you think that's kind of the theme overall with black women in general? You know, they're paid 65 cents on the dollar compared to what a white man makes. A black woman is four times more likely to die while giving childbirth. If it mortality, no if it no mortality, you know, is uh, for is for black children is two times more than white children. It's almost exactly what it was during slavery time. A black woman is three times more likely to be sexually assaulted at the workplace. Or don't you think it's just overall? I mean, I'm not saying that murders, which is the primary issue, I think the most important concern. You hit it dead on. But just the overall experience. Of Thanks black for the statistics. Country, what are you going to do about it, Councilman? Don't you think that's the overall uh, problem? No, no. No, no, no. I, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just that try to add. That is the problem. What are you well, going to do? I'll try to add. To, well, I'll try to add to the, to the conversation. I'm trying to make this show for real, dude. Yes, 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 man. It's terrible. What are you, what are you going to do? Well, listen. It depends on you what you're talking. You asked for the chair. Well, well, well. 
first of all, thank you to the people. I got the chair. Uh, but let me say this um, first and foremost. I think one of the things we need to do in terms of crime is we need to make sure that we have more hospital violence intervention programs. The second thing we need to do is we need to have more um, we need to have more violence interrupters. Those are people that are actually going out into the community based on data and analyzing people who are more likely to commit crimes. That's called the police. Well, no, 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 no. Well, actually, that it's it's not. There's actually a program that we have here called Ceasefire that's made up of the community of people, church community. Have leaders. you looked at those numbers? Ceasefire, not the answer, dude. Well, in it, my it, opinion, well, that, well, actually, in actually in Oakland, crime went down by forty percent when it was funded properly. The issue is that we don't have the resources necessary in order to do that. And one of the things about COVID is with the American Rescue Plan, we actually have more resources to be able to invest in that. I also would like it to actually work violence didn't go down in well, Oakland forty well, percent well, well, in well, in, well, in the well, control well, group. Well, 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 actually, well, actually, here's, here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. Well, well here's I, what I want to say. Wait, 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 wait. Can I finish or no? No, no, because that was a list. Well, you asked me what to do. I'm telling you. Well, I'm telling you what you just quoted. Like in Oakland, that was a control group. Well, that was a group that wasn't citywide, and they were recidivists. We have you, maybe the city council president, Karen, the most plugged in woman in, in southeastern Michigan, Absolutely. and the Wayne County prosecutor. And I'm talking like, I, we, need, we need the money to go where the money needs to go. But Charlie, this is the other thing. It's also not just the money. Let me say this. When, when people who are making decisions from a media perspective, they determine what is of interest and what is not. Oh, and them. So, you know, if something doesn't That's resonate true. with them, they don't live here. You know, we've talked about residency um, and, and the difference that it makes if a person is concerned about crime because they live down the street or because they can pack up in their car and go home and they're disconnected from it. So, you know, we need not only people in those positions to be able to make that decision, but then to have the wherewithal to stand up and say, just, you know, like, like Kim is doing now, this isn't working. Most people are so concerned about protecting their paycheck that they go along with the program and they don't say anything and everything is okay. If you're in a position you are obligated to fulfill that commitment that was made, whether you're being paid, whether you were elected or whether you're appointed. And that's not happening. That's a degree of accountability that we continue to lack. Now, when you talk about crime, I'm no crime expert, but one thing you got to talk to the people who are committing the crimes and who are victim victimized by the crimes. You cannot make a decision from behind a desk about what you think about people Absolutely. who are living in in poverty or living in a struggle that you know nothing about. You have to we can't do that, and that's what they've tried to do, and that's why it doesn't work. Ceasefire, maybe, maybe not. Flip the Script has been a great program. I saw another story about that for the first time in years. But you got to go to the people who know the people in the street and what they're dealing with. And that's think, not the people that are well, always behind I think that's where community policing comes in, too. I mean, I yeah, think we don't great. have enough, like, we don't have uh, foot beats. Do you know that? Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to do. We don't have enough cops. That's what I was getting ready to say. You know, in, in targeted areas, have police officers walk the beat. Well, we don't have them if you or have if police you, mini stations you're, you're in high crime areas. No, now. Yeah. We don't have enough police, even when the chief wants to put foot patrol out there, they don't have it. And Kim, you know this. This is a question, and probably mm -hmm. I'm going to make a statement, but you find the question in there. Is when all the experienced cops take a cut and get sick of it and don't want to be on the 6 o'clock news, and they start retiring or going to the suburbs or going to another state, you've got a police force of very young people who aren't driving around with a senior police officer teaching them investigative techniques, the things that the prosecutor needs in the file to prosecute a case. Is that correct? Are we well, you know, that's true. And you've also described my office, too, that we have probably 
I want to say probably 70% of maybe, maybe not that high, maybe 65% of the people that I have are less than five years of experience. So it's not like it used to be where people had career prosecutors and people are always looking at prosecutors and blaming prosecutors, but at the same time around the state, we've been begging for resources too. And so, um, and you, you can't have it both ways. I mean, if you want us to do, and I'm talking globally now, yeah. If you want us to do better, if you want us to do the right thing, well, do the right thing we should do regardless of what our resources are. That's what we try to do. But if you want to us to be better, if you don't want there to be any any bad convictions, you have to resource us. It's a it's a problem that all 83 of us are having throughout the state. And like I said, we, we've got the attention of those in Wayne County. Where it's, I, I know things are going to get better. But by the same token, yes, that's true. That, uh, that what you've described, and, and I am one, as all of you know, They've been holding police officers accountable for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. That's a it's, fact. And I, and I told people that the time to fix the roof is when the sun is shining. It's not when you have, you know, the televised murders of George Floyd and others, which we all know it's been going on forever, but we have televised or I don't mean televised. I mean, you know, phone and all that. Cause we did mouse screen back when we didn't have any video. We and so Iona now Jones people are aware of what too. the issues are, of what the issues are. And so, I'm the first one to say that they're going to be held accountable. As a matter of fact, we've probably charged about 75 police officers in the last three years for various and sundry things. But by the same token, I am not going to criminalize every police officer that there is. And we have a good working relationship with some. We don't have a good working relationship with others. But we need to resource them properly. And I think that if we really want to have a safe community, a safe Detroit, a safe one county, if we really want it and not giving it lip service, Let's put the dollars where they should be. Bada bing, bada boom, bada fuko. Huh? Because I know the governor got $8 billion. I know the mayor got $850 million. I know the county executives got $200 million. I know where to spend it. Give me $250. $250 million, Mr. Mayor. Put it in escrow, and that's the police department. Mr. I'm sorry I'm going to do it, Kim. I'm sorry. I, you know me. Mr. County Executive, fund the court. It's Wayne County. Livonia, hello. You know. Nova, no, not Nova. Is Nova in Wayne County? No, it's not. Northville. I'm not agree with you when it comes to the county executive because that's what he's doing. Good. And they, okay. And, okay. Well, so, good. That's breaking I'm not, news. I'm not going to agree with you there. Wait, breaking yeah, news. Will, Wait, hold on. I, breaking I news. Doing a great job. I, I do want to see job. where the city of Detroit is going to spend their money. Hold on, Kim. Breaking news. Breaking news. We have to break in. Breaking news. Wayne County Executive Warren Evans is going to fund the prosecutor and the courts and get this backlog cleaned out. He's going to wave his magic fiscal wand because we got about two years of cases backed up. And we as an entire community, Wayne County, want that fixed. So that's good news. When, when can you announce that officially? Don't worry, we're going to take care of that in post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, well, we're, yeah, we're in negotiations. Yes, okay. It's going to be fixed. Well, it's going to be fixed. That's so huge. Did Shout you, out to him, by the way. Magic wand. Think about this. You know how big the backlog is in every county in America mm. because of COVID? Mm. These are Sixth Amendment issues, 14th mm. Amendment issues. Mm-hmm. And as, as cases get cold, Kim, you got less of a chance of winning them, right? Well, as they get older, it's, it's much harder. And, you know, I'll just give you the example of domestic violence. We have, we have found that over 45%, 50% of our domestic violence victims are, are, are backing away from prosecuting for many reasons. They've had to spend their 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 COVID time, the pandemic time, living with their abuser. Um, they've had to wait for time and time again for cases to be adjourned and adjourned and adjourned. And we are losing them. And what we're trying to do is making sure that we're getting them services anyway. 
we don't want to just give services to the women, usually women. There are some men and children. We don't want to, that they go through a court case. We want to give services to those that also do not go through the court case as well. So again, I'm proud of our county. I'm proud of the way that we are progressing in terms of when you have someone that's, a, that's an ex-police officer, an ex-law enforcement guy, he gets it, the county executive. I don't have to explain it to him. So I'm proud of where we're going. But the city of Detroit has over 800 million. And I want to see some of that go oh, to where yes. it should be. Yes. Eight, 800, 826. Cough it up. Oh, and, by the way, we get the council. Yeah. And, and, I just, and I just want to say really quickly, just if I could piggyback off um. But the brilliant words of the prosecutor, I think that in terms of legal defense, I think that's why it's important for us to also pass right to counsel for evictions as well. There were 30,000 evictions that were happening every year before the coronavirus. I think uh, landlords have 95% of those that are lawyered up only compared to 5% of the residents that do or people who are tenants. So I think we have a right to counsel law. We enforce that as well as enforce um, the registration property rental ordinance as well. You're listing again. We could do. Well, I'm trying to actually answer questions. I thought that's what I was here to do. I you are, but like, what are you saying? I'm saying what to do. It's called an action plan. What that's, are we doing? That's that's what that's why I'm so thankful that people voted for me because they know I'm going to take so, action. Oh, which so you for you, twelve years? You're talking about the 826. What you want to do with it? Well, it's all about part of it. Yeah. Right up. Right. Okay. Right to council. That's well, that's what hey, I'm saying. Wayne County, Detroit. You're welcome. A solution here. Look, yeah. we got some money. We got some, and we're not going to blow it. Well, I, I, because you know what Kim's talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Something really tremendously huge that you can't see. That you can't see. It's, mm -hmm. I, you know, I hate the media these days because everything's a freaking crisis. Mm -hmm. This is a crisis. Fix yeah. the shit. Yeah. You know, I want, and I'm going to just point it out to you because I, I hope you take this back to the new city council. You know, in Wayne County, we always pride ourselves in getting cases through the system very quickly. If we could get from arrest and charging to the case being completed, whether it's a guilty plea or whether it's a waiver trial or a bench trial, from 90 to 180 days, always. And that's all. Of course, you have those cases where we have mental health issues. Of course, you have those cases yeah. where you have to wait for the DNA, et cetera. For, but the overwhelming majority of our cases got done within 180 days. We're not used to Chicago, New York, L.A. That it's common for them to have people in their jail in cases for two or three years. We are getting used to it now or trying to get used to it now because that's the case because of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. and because of the backlogs that have been mentioned, the thousands and thousands of cases that we didn't do in 2020, those cases don't go away and crime doesn't stop happening and new cases don't start coming in because we're not trying the old cases. So we all, we have all the 2020 cases to try. And then now we have the 2021 wow. cases to try. Wow. And we're going to be soon into 2022. We're going to have those to try. Wow. So that's wow. the huge crisis that we're in. And by the way, remember, okay, you know, Wayne County, Detroit, we were runner up to, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, as the most violent city in America. This woman, black woman, apparently, I didn't really notice before the show started that I had black women on the program, but... Wow. And I'm joking. <laughs> Consider what she's in charge of. Yeah. What we've asked, the burden that she carries. The weight. This is tremendous. And, it, and, and she must be supported, and this must be fixed, adjudicated, and funded as quickly as possible. Mm. And Charlie, so, and I, 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 can't, I can't let this go without saying this. I don't know if who, any of you who saw the press conference with the with uh, Lieutenant Governor and the Attorney General, uh, Dana Nessel and Garland Gilchrist. We had a, a press conference this year. As, as a matter of fact, we had it at the Goodwill Industries where 
the birth of the Flip to Skip program that we were talking about earlier. And we announced a program where it's going to be Wayne County, Genesee County, and Marquette County. And we're going to take 200, in terms of Wayne County, 200 defendants who are charged with lower level nonviolent offenses. And if they plead guilty, we have employers that have lined up to give them jobs. And my office, if they stay on that job for a year, my office will completely dismiss their case. Wow. The, the, the issue is called Jobs Court. It was envisioned by uh, our Attorney General, David, Dana Nessel. And it's being, we hope it's going to be appropriated to the tune of, I think, $5.2 million for the three counties yeah. by the legislature. I don't, I don't know any, of the, any legislature that can turn their back on this. Wait a minute, so I commit a crime and I can get a job? Is we, what we are doing. Beats well, writing a resume. No, we are, trying, we, are, we are giving people well, a it's a low-level offense. Yeah. Jobs commit jobs. Um, create opportunity and growth and passion and self-esteem and all of that. And that's what we're trying to do. I didn't like that press conference, madam. I didn't like that press conference. Give them a job that they can be successful on. We're very proud of this program. We're going to have people walking out of this year employed, energized, invigorated about working, contributing to society. And that's what we should be doing in terms of lower level offenses, not jail or prison, but giving them opportunity. Part of those barriers to allowing people to be um, effective and positive contributors to the community, you know, may our low level offenses. And sometimes it's just opportunity. I saw a story on the national news. There's a bakery. I forgot where it was in another state. All people have to do is to show up and they will be given a job. No application, no background check, no nothing. And they had people that had worked there for five, 10 years who turned it into a career because they said for once somebody gave them an opportunity without judging whether or not they dropped out of school or, you know, maybe had, you know, parking tickets or something like that. So seeing people for who they are and what they can be, to me, makes all the difference in the world. How do you get the, uh, the employers to jump on board with that program? Well, I have to tell you that the attorney general made hundreds of phone calls. We have many unions on board. We have, I don't want to start naming the business because I don't know what the accurate list is, but she did a lot of work as of the governor calling employees. And I have to tell you, hmm, um, she, told me this and she said this at the press conference as well. We had employers who are looking for people. We all know about the employment crisis either. This is a win-win situation for everybody. Okay. And they're excited to be on board and be a participant in this program. Since so those we names- haven't had any trouble. I apologize. Uh, attracting employers into this program. Isn't isn't also the data though too that you showed as well that shows that you know people who are returning citizens actually perform better when they get these jobs? I mean, isn't there just data out there that shows that? I mean, that's what I've seen I, for returning I, I citizens. I don't know if that to be true or not true. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I promise, I promise I get you out of here in 15 to 20 minutes. I know we've gone over that. So last question. So you just reminded me since you brought up some names. Um, madam. When is someone gonna, from Flint going to go to jail for poisoning the water? Oh, I can't talk about that. We're in litigation. You know that. Can't give it. It's just between me and you. Nobody's listening. <laughs> no, no. We are very confident in our charging. We're very confident things are going well. And I have, I have never, in all my years of doing this, either as assistant prosecutor or judge or now as being the elected prosecutor, talked about investigations that, that were underway. I'm not going to, in any way, undermine the work that's been done, undermine any potential juror and or, or prejudice any potential juror. So that's the way things are done when you do them properly. We don't talk about cases that are currently in litigation. Okay. So when's somebody going to jail? Just me. Okay. I, I tried. <laughs> I'm sorry, Flint. I got nothing. 
I, I got this. This is how it works in real life, too. I got nothing. I don't know what's going on. I want somebody in prison. We'll stay on it. Madam, really, thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for the work you do. And um, we wish you well if you need anything. Coleman will call you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. You take care. Thanks for the time. Thank you for your service, man, prosecutor. Bye-bye. See, I'm, gl I'm glad you're here, Coleman, man. Like, you got a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. Right, Karen? He's he, he, he going to be yes. servicing the truth. But, but, but this is what I said. Coleman was, he took the time to say, thank you for the support. Thank you for the contribution. Thank you for, I mean, here's a person who is, and I know I wasn't the only one. He's taking the time to recognize who helped to put him in office. That makes all the difference in the world. And let me say this, Charlie, when you can't get the mayor, you can't get the governor, you got to pat Kim on the back for coming on the show. She's done what a whole lot of other people don't have the uh, nerve or the gumption to do. Was I disrespectful? No, you weren't. She, I don't think she'd allow you to be, but no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> you was, weren't I knowledge, was I knowledgeable about her wheelhouse and what she does? Yeah, and I think that she was honest and upfront about not only was. the challenges, but the, I mean, so, to, and, and people are saying this was a great conversation. Nobody's saying anything they don't think or don't feel. I mean, this is how, this is how you get stuff done. So, yeah, you know, and I'm glad you're saying that out there because, again, it, you know, I, I was, you know, I'm clowning. It, it's really good. To, black women, black men, white women, white men, you know, like, like we are a people. Mm -hmm. We just... It ain't going to hurt to talk. No. And once you find out when you talk, all the stuff we got mm -hmm. in common, right? This is all of our courthouse. Race is a social construct. Gosh, shit, man. People are afraid to talk because they, they get criticized when they disagree. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, I don't have a problem. I love people if you disagree. I don't. I'm not going to dislike you or unfriend you or unlike you simply because we disagree. Disagreements can be respectful and they can also be productive. So, you know, stop looking for everybody to see things the way you see them and then expect something to happen. Am I wrong? I, I think like, I'm th I just think I heard what, what Coleman was saying. He goes, race is a, a construct. Social construct, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, race is a culture. You, you know what I mean? And not really a skin tone. It's a culture. It's a mentality. Like, like Native Americans are, are mixed. Well, it really Lot, lots of black people are mixed. Lots of white people are mixed. It's really a... It, it, it's not a DNA thing. It's I think it's a culture thing. Well, it comes from race comes from the 15th century word when you had uh, European countries competing against each other to exploit the resources of Africa and other such countries. You know, it was about them racing against one another to exploit people based on their based on their color. Well, no, it's, it, look, you know, Europeans used to enslave each other, and then they banned it when they were all Christians. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. You no. know, people do. They, no, that's they, true. No, that's very true. I, 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 I just want to say, I think the diff. What I'm trying to say is, I think the difference is for the transatlantic slave trade is that no other group of people were enslaved, put into a subset, deemed less than human, put into a subset of humanity for the purpose of their enslavement, exploitation, into mm, perpetuity mm. for 250 years, based solely on the color of their skin, than black people. Usually, slavery was about. It was about um, crime, it was about war, or it was about debt, or it was about some sort of action against another group of people. Black people were enslaved because of their skin color. Well, first they, That's they tried, they, social they, they tried to enslave native people. and They and, did. And they, they died. Yeah, did, they were nomadic they, they, hunters. They died from the smallpox and shit, you know, like on the other side of the world where the Europeans and Africans lived. Right. They, they all, so. Or they just run away. And because they knew the land, you know what I mean, they would be able to go back to their tribe. Run away! Yeah. Yeah, well, right. okay. So. Right. Okay, no, so, I was, I, th I was thinking about, oh, somebody's calling. <laughs>
It's Jesus himself. Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. You're on the air, but they don't know who it is. What's going on? <laughs> How'd it go, bro? Look, well, I'm on the air. People can actually hear me talking to you, but they can't hear you. It went well. Kim's for real. Kim's for real. And she, she said it without... Look, we need to resource. The magic wand is resources. <laughs> and she... And she's negotiating hard. Thank, thanks for your advice on, on what to ask her. All right, bye. Kim, that was somebody who respects you a lot. Mm. You know, cares. I, you know, I do my research. I call and go, what should I ask her? Mystery guest. Your homework, Charlie. I have said that about you since the first day I met you. You do your homework. <laughs> you always have. See, but you're, you're actually do more homework and you're smarter. I just, yeah. I just like to go crazy. I, you know what I mean? Smartest. She is. Now, that's not true, Charlie. We just see things differently, and that, you know, makes for a good mixture. That's all. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm just here for the Coney dogs. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering, the what best. do we... I'm just taking up space. I'm wondering what I do. You know, I'm sitting here wondering, what do I do in the long run? Is it stocks? No. Is it bonds? <laughs> is it Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth? It is at oh. 248. <laughs> I'm mad I fell for that. 663... Four seven four eight. Nobody does a plug like I do. <laughs> I talked to Luke last night. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about firearms. Oh. We're talk about money. I like when I can call my financial guy. You know, have a little weed. <laughs> have a little. Have a little look. glue and cream. cream. Talk about firearms. <laughs> Makes me feel like the guy understands me. Now he doesn't smoke weed. He's a square. I do the square, man. I don't smoke weed either. I'm a square. Not that we're encouraging you use all those things at the same time. Well, I ran out of cigarettes, and I'm like, this thing burns, and I tried it. Be responsible. And I don't Charlie. like it anymore. <laughs> yes, Karen? I was just saying, God, Charlie. <laughs> That's all. But here's what I know. Hungover or not, I know that... My wealth portfolio is safe with Luke Nowacki. Yeah. He doesn't do wild stuff. Here's a guy. You can, you know, you got to trust somebody handling your money. I vouch for Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. Get rational. Oh, and I'm driving. I got a new Hall, David Hall mortgage. I called up and asked, Dave, I need some new copy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know why? Why? He got a new phone number and a new website. Right. Ready? Give yeah. me that Luke Nowacki music. He won't mind. He'll share with David. <laughs> Phone that number. Right. <laughs> Watch this. Ready for you? Need a mortgage? You need a refi? I do. Yeah. You dial eight six six call hall. Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah, eight six six call hall. Everybody remember that. Call eight, hall. Eight six six call hall. Yeah, or you can go to the website. Call hall first. Call hall first. Easy enough. You know what else is easy? What? The free home appraisal weekend. It's this weekend. Yes, it is. Hall Financial committed to helping you take advantage of low interest rates before it's too late. They don't always stay low, people. It just has Luke Nowacki. That's a good point, yeah. In fact, they're so committed that for this weekend only, so it starts right now. And you might download. Give me some. <laughs> I was just. Yeah, look at that, folks. You can see it. If you're listening, you can't see that. I'm dancing like Ricky Ricardo. Well, you know, you got a couple calls to, to, you know, they said this is kind of strip music. They want you to take it off. But what? I, would, I would suggest otherwise. <laughs> I haven't got rid of my COVID weight yet. What clubs do these people go to? <laughs> I got a cramp. Oh. 
Look at my shirt. I didn't know it was an 80s shirt. That's cool. I like that it's shirt. The two-tone? Two-tone, yeah. I don't like two-tone. It's so 80s. It's back. You know, I used to have those zipper pants. Yeah. And the Michael Jackson red zip shirt when you folded up the sleeves yeah. and had tiger stripes on them. Yeah, cool. I thought I was the shit. Oh, well, yeah. You wore that, you were. I was kind of, you know, we were kind of poor, so like... I spent like 60 bucks for that whole ensemble, man. I wore that shit all summer. <laughs> I thought a douchebag. I saw you as more like an Eddie Murphy delirious, you know, the red and the red suit. I love everything. That's, that's Dude, what I thought. Except it wasn't leather, it was the <laughs> plastic zipper pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some polyester tiger stripe bullshit. But I was wearing Jerry Curl. Oh, okay, yeah. I can see you doing that. And my brother was wearing a mullet. You know, it was the 80s. Yeah. We thought it was cool. Yeah. Anyway, you know what else is cool? This whole financial, this, this, Weekend free appraisal, that's 750 in savings. If you've been on the fence about refinancing, time's now. I don't know how much i got to say it. Get started this weekend and receive that free appraisal. Call the mortgage experts at Hall Financial for a free five-minute mortgage review. That's all it's going to take. Check up on your financial situation today and see if a refinance makes sense to you. An important line, it's not a hard sell if it makes sense. Come on, man. It's like... What do you call Hall or rake the leaves? Do something this weekend. <laughs> All right. Don't wait. Call now before interest rates get higher. I think I just said that. Wouldn't even have to have to read that. Big banks care about numbers. Hall Financial cares about people. 866 call Hall. See? Yes. Stuck. Share, share, share. I'm getting pissed at Facebook, Coleman. Mm-hmm. They're shadow banning us. You know what that means? Mm-mm. That means they're not distributing it. Oh. You know why? Why? Because we smoke and swear and stuff. You mind if I smoke? No. Okay, thanks, man. I I, I introduced the most pro uh, legalized marijuana legislation of anybody in the Senate. Hmm. That's Charlie smoking a cigarette. Let's right, 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 right. Th- th- thank you for that clarification, Karen. <laughs> Leeds, weed's it's legal. legal in the state if he did, though. But weed's legal. Yeah, in this state. It's okay. Not nationally. It it's not e- yeah, it's not even legal, to be honest. You know? Legal in the state. Yeah, but you know what? You, you can't have a firearm if you smoke weed. No. It's fucking, this country is ridiculous. The reason my voice goes in and out is because there's a lot of- Alcohol to me is worse. Yeah, it mean, is. And, it, it, and I don't it smoke is. or drink, but I look and see the effects of people who do both or either. Yeah. And I'd rather be around somebody who's been smoking weed than somebody who's been <laughs> drinking. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> Go blue. <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that either. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, way to go, Sparty. Yeah, I'm about to say. See, look, I'm I'm I'm, a good bummed. Day. I'm bummed. Did you go to state? No, I didn't go to either one. Where'd you go? I'm Wayne State. Go Tartans. Tartars? Warriors? Warriors. What was it when you went there? Warriors. Was it? Mm-hmm. Still is. You know my um can I tell you? Need, a need quick to finish. Story? This is an interesting story. My father-in-law, Larry Kuzniar, in the 50s went to Wayne State, played football. Okay. He actually sacked Johnny Unitas, who played at Louisville. They were in the same conference. Wow. These dudes integrated club, even though Detroit also was segregated. Yeah. And legally so. Right. Actually. Right. They went down to Southwest Missouri State, Jim Crow. They didn't know that, you know segregation like you can't come in this right hotel. so there's black guys on the club white guys on the club black guys can't come in the front right well they got to go in the freight elevator yeah, they had to go around back yeah so team meeting what do we do everybody went in the freight elevator small wow. thing small thing 
but I don't want that thing to be lost. That's a huge thing. And they thing. whooped those boys' asses. That's a huge thing. As fucked up as we are up here. That's a huge thing. That's the thing about American culture, man. It's fucked up, but it moves fast. Because there's a lot of people who just would have went through the front and just said that's their problem. Yeah, we'll see you upstairs. That's character. And not knowing it, you know what I mean? Like It's character. And those guys not even know about their own community. Probably the white guys more than the black guys. Wow. That's a big deal. Yeah, hey, that's, you know, and, and I'm talking to my father-in-law. He carried it with him. Then he started to see what Detroit was. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So God bless them. Uh, I, I wrote a story, but I, I went and found some of the old guys. Did you? Yeah, it's in somewhere in the Detroit News archives lost because they keep changing internet providers. What yeah. kind of, same with Fox too. All the cool Fucano shit I did and all that, you can't find it. It's gone. It's not on the internet anymore? No, dude. Really? No, because they, really? change, they change internet provider. You know what I mean? The, the people, uh, what's, what's the word called, Mark? Somebody that takes care of your archive. Uh, well, they must have just left it uh, left it with the previous company then. Oh, yeah, you're talking so about the, copying it, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you're talking about the free press, right? You're not talking about you're YouTube. Talking about the, you're talking about the news in, in um, Fox 2. Like if you Google that like you go story on the, on the Detroit News, it's not there anymore. If you okay. look for Bob Fucano yeah. on Fox 2, it's not there anymore. Oh, wow. The New York Times takes care of its archive. Yeah. That's what oh, you're wow. about. So get your shit it's together. record. And get my Fucano stories back up. Because you know what Kim Worthy did? I went in there once. I went like this. Remember there was problems at Wayne County and the jail and everything? And mm. she wasn't being funded then either. And I'm interviewing her. I go, and Bob Fucano is, and she looks at the camera, she goes, an asshole. <laughs> and I turn to the camera and I go, an asshole. She was pissed. Wow. You got to also remember, she's an elected official whose budget comes from the county executive. Right. She has to be political. She had, you know, you you know it, man. She's right. Honest though, Charlie. I mean, she she, you know, I, and that's unusual, not just in politics, but certainly in politics in this area. Yeah. People tend to be very quiet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, depending on who is signing their checks or approving their budgets. And she was she was she was tactful, but she was honest. I mean, you've got to uh, respect that. Well, well, well that I mean, there, there's just some lines you just don't want to cross either. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I I think. Listen, I I think that when you look at this, though, I think it gives me a new appreciation for Warren Evans, too, and the things that he's doing and the things that he's done. And so I think you got to respect Well, you're going to be a player in there, dude, and, you you know, it's city council, capital city. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Coleman. What what line don't you want to cross? Please call him Deuce. Well, well, listen, I mean, for me, after I lost the mayor's race in 2017, there was a lot of things I needed to change about myself that I didn't like physically, mentally. And so what I want to do this time is I want to be more collaborative. I want to work with people more. I want to seek to understand where other people are coming from more. I want to be more productive in that way. And so I think I want to really reach my hand out and try to get things done in a better fashion. Well, I want to ask you a question. It may put you on the spot just a little bit. Go ahead. When you did run uh, for mayor uh, during the one of two debates uh, that uh, Duggan agreed to do, yeah. you were very... Critical. You called him uh, a crook. Brought out, brought, and yeah. brought out some points um, that yeah. I think a lot of people in the media have just chosen to overlook. Yeah. How yeah. will that play into your relationship? Certainly those things haven't changed. Tell me how that is going to set the agenda uh, for you and the mayor going forward. Well, listen, the mayor won. He's the people's choice. So I respect him and I respect what he's done. And after you run a race, I think anybody who steps in the squared circle and runs deserves respect. 
And so what I want to do is I want to do what I can to serve my constituency to the best of my ability and help the people. And if he's willing to do that, I'm definitely willing to work with him. And if I find that it's something that he's not going to do, then I'm going to stand up and fight for my constituency. That's a good goddamn answer right there. And that's all we can ask. No, yeah, that's, a good, that's, a, that's a professional yeah. answer. He and didn't back good. off of it. And then yeah. he said, you know, look, man, I'm maturing something. I, here's what I noticed, Coleman. A huge shakeup on the city council, yeah? Yeah. So people- Six members. People locally are not satisfied with what's going on in the city. Yet, above it all, Duggan gets 75% of the vote. You see what I'm saying? There's a disconnect going on. Mm. I don't think the people are happy. Well, I think yeah. that I think that with the the um the investigations, the corruption scandals, I think that really, you know, really sent a signal for a lot of people that they wanted change. And I think that, you know, you had um the unfortunate incident that happened with um with um, Councilman Spivey, and he had Councilman um, Crook. Oh Sorry. man, Leland, who I served with, you know, in this in the House, you know, before that, and so I think people just wanted a mandate for change. They just saw they just saw something that looked familiar, and they wanted a mandate for change. I think now, being in the situation that we're in, we have a real unique opportunity to be able to invest in the neighborhoods and do what's best for the people who are hurting right now, especially during COVID, especially during the floods right now. You know, I think that's something that's very especially with crime right now. We talked about earlier. My man, it's something very important. No city's a good city if it's not safe it's just yeah. not yeah and that's why people leave corruption's been a theme though in this city council for a long time so how do you show people that it's not going to be the theme now well i think the thing we got to do is we got to roll up our sleeves and get to work we got to get some things done i think i like the fact that we actually passed some legislation involving the towing contracts we have some rules of the road because that was the big problem not having rules of the road i think that's good but i think we just need to get to, need to pull up our sleeves hunker down and get to work and get some wins on the board and keep your eyes on this show. demolition dude right keep your eyes on well, it. well you know something i think is, is keep my eyes on it but you know what i also think it is i also think is is making sure that we have a government that allows the people to participate more and buying that land I think too much we have we do not allow people to be able to buy land that's right next to them in the land bank. That's something that I really want to change. You know, really allow really having more stronger community benefits ordinances so that the jobs that come to this town people can actually get. I think that's something that's very critical. Yeah, go ahead. I have a request. Go ahead. Yeah, I see you raising your hand. It's your show. So <laughs> there's, go there's ahead. A, no, it's cool. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no. I just, you're yeah. here. There's yeah. a school called Pulaski Elementary and Middle School. Yeah. It's at seven in Shaner. Right. One of those neighborhoods nobody pays attention to, and no politician lives there. Okay. There's a school there. It's, it's, it's what? Pulaski Elementary and Middle School. All right, Pulaski. There's 13 abandoned houses bordering the school. They got, they got hypodermic needles in them. They got junkies in them. They got dogs. They got hookers. There's a blown-out apartment block that belongs to the planning department. These are the city's buildings. These are our children... Right? All lives matter. Children's matters most. Right. Can you get them down, brother? Please. I will definitely work on that. What, My man. I know, the, I know it's the government. Ad, what's the address again? Uh, it's on Lappin Street. Okay. I, don't know. It's, I don't know. I'll find it. Please. Lappin Street. I've asked others. They've gone to look as well. For the sake, not for the sake of me. It ain't a win for me. I understand. Man, you, but the people in the neighborhood are really cool. Do your job. I got it. They drink nice Patron, too, man. They're very nice. But, but you know what? Let me say this. Land Bank was, you know, created independently so there would not be any legislative oversight, which right. makes it a hot bed for corruption. That's the right. first thing. The second thing is that 
transparency matters, Coleman. I mean, so often things come before counsel and everybody makes their statement to make it look like they're either for or against it. It is postponed and then it's brought back as a line item and people go uh, completely against what they said. So we get contracts and things that kind of, you know, that are that are snuck through and people have no idea what's going on. I mean, I really like to see not, I mean, transparency through the elimination of unnecessary process. I mean, it's it's a game that's been played for decades. This is nothing new. And it's to the disadvantage of the residents of this city. Right. I just want to say you're absolutely right. And that's why I think I want to use the oversight process that we had to be able to work with them in order to get some things done and partner with them and community land, have more community land trusts and have more community land cooperatives as well. Oh, so that we have a land use strategy. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, you know, Duggan's talking about blight and parks and, right. you know, offering jobs to people that he said in his state of the city. Thing. They don't qualify for and, because weed is legal now. But you know, there's no land use strategy. We keep. Tearing I know. Out I know. I know. We're in the weeds. Well, I, right. I, I know we're in the weeds, and oh, I, I, I want to let Waterford and Westland and Taylor and Romulus know, um, and Flint. You know, I'm watching. We're paying attention. I know maybe it's land use in Detroit, but it helps educate us to watch the big city do it. Because that's how the Little City learns. Yeah. Right? Wayne County Prosecutor. That's a lot of communities. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Right? That includes the gross points. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of stuff. But I'm fascinated by this. Mm -hmm. I know what job you got. I'm glad you didn't lay down, quit, and decide to yeah. go work for one of these yeah. companies, man. You're a public servant. Well, thank you. I and appreciate that. I respect that. that. I respect it. I'm humbled and honored to have the position. <laughs> Can I do my rant? Go ahead. Go for it. Let me do my rant. Pull up my rant. Is it there? No, it's not. What, what the fuck? You didn't send it to me. I did too. Uh, Make it up, Charlie. Okay, I don't have it. Okay, I'm in, in. I have it here. Give it to me. All right, folks, look here. TCF, the election. We had an election. By the way, we keep our eye on Virginia. We keep our eye on the Texas border. Mm -hmm. Here's how Virginia matters to you. Terry McAuliffe is gone. Hello. That's the end of the Clintons, isn't it? That that one sun is set. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I don't know. So we got the, we got the midterms. We got the midterms coming. What is going to be the biggest election in the United States? Governor of Michigan. Right yeah. It's going to be huge. All of a sudden, governor's shitting her pants a little bit, I would think. Yeah. Now, now, now. I'm a huge matters. supporter, by the way, the governor. Huge okay, supporter. This is cool. Huge supporter. I voted for it. Yeah. Now you're going to pay attention to Jim Craig's record as the chief of police when nobody was paying attention. It matters. Okay, Jim Craig, I'm going to give you some advice. I know you guys listen. Everybody listens. Be yourself. You notice this young king guy didn't have to kiss Trump's ass. You don't have to do it. You got to be you. That's the only way you can be. And if you like Trump, that's cool. Mm. Well, go ahead. You're the politician. Tell no, me. I, I was going to say, you, you were right that he distanced himself from it, but he did engage in Trumpism a lot. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. 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 Fine. Right? But you don't have to lay down at Trump's altar. Right. Right? Right. You think that, Karen? Because you're yeah, actually... I, no, we've talked about that before. I mean, because... Unfortunately, I think he lost a lot of Detroit support, which he would need uh, to get over the hump yeah. uh, by just by, by the constant embracing and uplifting of Donald Trump. Not everybody black is an anti-Trumper. 
Um, and so, you know, that's not necessarily true, but I just don't think it's necessary to embrace and uplift him to the level where it compromises what could be a very solid uh, support base. And you know what else I don't like? I don't like, okay, look, you know, white women go back and forth with their vote, right? Stop calling them Karen. Like it's okay to do. It's, it's racist. Hell, look at the Karens. They're Thank wrecking you. the country again. Plus, Karen doesn't like it. Ruin the name. I don't. <laughs> ruin the name. Let, let people be, man. Like, you, you got to respect white women. They change their mind. A lot. Mm -hmm. My mom was married three times. <laughs> but she's also red. So there you go. What are you going to do? I don't know. Okay, look here. Um, I worked at TCF for the election. Let me just give you my rant. Patriots, stop the Steelers, election conspiratorialists, Michigan's Republican Party. What a joke. The first general election in Detroit since Trump was voted out was last Tuesday. Absentee ballots were again counted at the TCF Center, ground zero of the national conspiracy. Remember? Do you? Remember it well. Do you remember the spooky video of a late night van yeah. rolling into the loading dock? The supposed 150,000 bogus ballots trucked in during the gloom of night. Do you remember? I remember it well. Do you remember the slurring white chick sitting next to Giuliani giving testimony to state legislators about how not a single absentee vote processed in Detroit was legitimate? Do you remember? I do remember. Oh, God. And the Saturday Night Live show afterwards. Remember the uncredentialed baboons banging on the glass at the TCF Center? I do. Remember that? Never seen those guys 120%. in my life. 120%. 120%. Okay. Remember they were shouting, stop the steal and let us in, but not realizing the votes had already been tabulated? Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. Remember the seditionists at the nation's capital in January posing as patriots while attacking police officers they pretended to respect? Do you remember? Do you? Yes. Okay, well, guess how deal. many Republican challengers showed up at TCF this Tuesday a lot. to monitor and protect the sanctity of every American's vote. Same Guess way. how many came to participate in the great national unity called an election? Guess how many? How many? Zero. None. Not one. Not one. Zip. Now, listen. Not a single Republican could be bothered to get out of bed last Tuesday. Not a single patriot came to educate himself on what the fuck actually happens during an absentee count. Not a single one came to do his duty. What a joke. Like, for all you know, we could have been digging bunkers in the floor of TCF and stuffing them with post-dated ballots for some bogus election we are going to pull off the next time around. Right? We could have been perfecting the steel and you weren't there to notice. Look, the poll workers in Detroit showed up. They were... Mostly black. Shout out to them. They were mostly women, and they were mostly Democrats. And a few were white Republican women, in fact, doing their duty. Cool chicks. Basically, I am an independent. I was working, but I was there to monitor it for you. I'm not against you. I want to know, too. I really want to know how it works. I'm an expert. Could ask me anything. If they want to ask, Karen, I'll address it after the rant's over. We were paid. Employees of the Department of Election. The poll challengers were not. But still, the Democratic poll challengers came 
to monitor the ramps and the Wi-Fi transmitters and the tabulators, but not a single Republican, bro. The poll workers could guess why. You want to know what they said? Yeah. The Republicans don't have a dog in this race, they said. Or they don't give a shit if it ain't about Trump. Okay. Or they know it wasn't stolen, so why bother? Trump lost because the election was stolen, the so-called patriots keep telling us, right? Mm -hmm. And they continue to clutch to the lie as if it were a cheap strand of freshwater pearls. How you like that, Karen? Huh? You, I know a little That's something about, about, about you. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. They continue to believe it no matter how many audits are conducted by whatever party. The fact is, Trump lost because he was unpopular. Just like Biden will most likely lose because he is unpopular. Had any Republican showed up Tuesday to the TCF Center, the poll workers would have told you that themselves. And you know what else they would have told you? They, a lot of them, not all of them, not most of them, a lot of them say they don't even think Trump was the worst president of their lifetime because some of them are old enough to remember Richard Nixon and George W. Bush wow. and Iraq yep. and world economic collapse and Abu Ghraib and NSA NSA spying on you, debt, debt, debt. Mm. Hey, I don't know. Trump tweets a bunch of shit. But we don't got forever wars from this guy. He did try to lead an insurrection against his own government. I'm against it. Uh, <laughs> what a yeah, strong, what a strong I'm stance. Totally, fuck you with that bullshit. You <laughs> monkeys bashing in the windows. Fuck you go to prison. There are better ways to do it. Now, they know that the posturing political posers will be back next November when Whis Whitmer asks for a second term. Good luck with that, madam. We're going to find out at the end of the month what that nursing home count is. Whoa. They know you'll be back in 2024 when Trump most likely asks for a second term if his cholesterol remains low. I mean, he's packing it on. You notice that? COVID, COVID weight. Yeah. yeah, COVID. He got his COVID thing. They know when you come back, you won't have the slightest clue of what you're looking at. And that's my complaint. You could have educated yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm for you being there and learning and sticking your beak in it. It was a wonderful opportunity. You didn't take it. And by the way, not a single member of the press bothered to show up either. But that was to be expected because not a single member of the press bothered to stay past midnight last November. What a joke. Thanks for doing it. How much of that goes hand in hand, the, the cameras and the media being down there? Because people are down there and watchers because there's cameras down there. Man, this is a real easy one. It's pretty you know, simple. You know what would have been a good story? What? It's very right. easy. You go down there at shift change. If you know it's shift change, it's at 8 o'clock if you busy yourself. And you ask an older woman. I mean, there's 80-year-old women doing this. They're really cool. Mm -hmm. And you ask them, how did it feel in November? You know, what did you? There's a lot of pride. Just a lot. We did our duty in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I'm an elderly person in a pandemic mm -hmm. doing the job you're all bitching about. Mm -hmm. And yet nobody can bring a camera. Yeah. And that's that the takes effort, Charlie. And then you have to care enough to listen mm -hmm. and try to extract what is actually the story in that conversation. And that's a lot of that's, that's, that takes a lot. <laughs> And nobody may want to do that but you. And I just want to say that that's the base of the Democratic Party, too. Right yeah, there. Oh yeah. That 80-year-old woman, you know what I mean, doing that's the base of our party. 
I would say so. I'd say that is the core you can't strip away. And the backbone of America. And you can't bullshit them either. No. Because there's, there's just people, smart people. No matter how hard you try. You know, they're independents too, though. You know, because I'll go like this. I'm a little, I'm just a little disappointed in Biden. They'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. If, if it's a cool and respectful conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, here, here, here's what we know. Here's what's really going on, Mr. Biden and, and the Democrats. If you want to know about reasonable, independent, wishy-washer voters like us. We want the infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. And we want a way to pay for it. And go ahead and tax a rich man and a corporation because they swindled us. But we want to know exactly how. We don't just want you to say it. Give me the specifics. Let my representative tell me what it says. Okay. And let's build brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. But I'm not into bringing the welfare state back. I'm not looking for $3.5 trillion that we don't have Mm -hmm. to give somebody a check in perpetuity. Because inflation's going through the freaking roof. We're scared, right? We don't want the border out of control. We're not against immigrants. It just the bum rush ain't gonna work for me. Mm-hmm. You either. I don't think. No, well, listen, I think we need immigration reform. I, I, okay, that's okay. what I'm saying. But bum rushing is and, no and, and I think that we are also we're also arming the same cartels that we're saying we're fighting because seventy percent of the guns in Mexico are sourced from the United States. My man. So we need, you know, to have a national anti-gun trafficking law, which we don't have we right now. We need to think. Yeah. Everybody just throws shit out there and it goes bad. But right? I just I, I, I just don't like the fact that we have allowed um, undocumented workers to come into this country to exploit their labor for cheap. And now we're trying to throw people out who've worked, who paid their taxes, who've, who've been the backbone of, the Ameri- of America, been the working for- workforce of America for years, and now we want to throw them out. I think that's just wrong. I think that's fundamentally un-American. Fair, right fair. There. Okay, fair. I, I can I can deal with that. And I think we should we should be going after the corporations that hired them and that exploited them rather than trying to go after them and throw them Shit, out. Shit, they probably mow your lawn, motherfucker. Ain't nothing wrong with them. And I do it too. But the national right. part, you, you got to set strategy. No, no, that, no, 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 no. I'm not into that. And I covered that border for years. Mm. Okay, look. We know the jobs aren't coming back from Mexico and China. We know that. Right. We just don't want the new ones or the ones we already have to go to. I, I, if I can, I, I just think that with the global pandemic, I think this has really made us want to rethink our manufacturing policy overall. Couldn't get masks, could we? We had to beg the Chinese to give us some from other countries. What the fuck? Yeah. We know that is independence. You know what else? We know that the money that we do have, that we got in the bank, we want it to be worth something. Mm-hmm. We don't want inflation. Like, I'm losing money, saving money. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I get one half of 1% interest on a savings account and inflation 6%. Milk is going up. I'm losing a nickel on a dollar every fucking year. Gas is going up. God damn, dude, what is going on? Gas is crazy. Grass, gas is almost, I pay almost $4 a gallon for gas. Well, that's, that's crazy. Well, that's because OPEC was supposed to um, produce more gallons and they just decided not to do that. Well, they we asked after, you know, look, and again, we can discuss it. I'm not going to give you my, my view on fracking and drilling on on federal right. land and stuff. Right. But the administration's point of view was, let's, sh- let's shut that down. Mm-hmm. Okay, OPEC just smelled an opportunity. Fuck it, cut production. Mm-hmm. Drive it up. And, you know, he was supposed to, and Joe Biden wanted to invest more in uh, energy independence and more in electric vehicles, but that was taken out of the infrastructure plan because Joe, Joe Manchin didn't like it. I would, I would go for some plugs, for sure. And I would go for up, upgrading the grid. Right. 
I'm not and, saying that's and an I'm immediate. From community college, time. but I didn't know that was the thing like yeah. most pressing, or you know, pre, uh, uh, daycare. Well, college debt is crazy. Well, and, I, I know it is. And childcare costs are through the roof. Wait, didn't Joe Biden promise a reduction of student debt? Heard nothing about it. I think we keep he, seeing corporate buyouts. What about the small businesses that got SBA loans? who really still haven't been able to transition from the pandemic and the shutdown. I mean, we're missing the real big picture about supporting those things that support um, the, the, the true American economy. Well, here's what I think. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I think that if you're going to give if you're going to give loan packages to corporations and they're going to pay those loans back, shouldn't we give financial gifts to the people who are hurting as well? We don't give loan packages to corporations. We give, give them, them stuff. <laughs> we give them right. stuff. Yes. I well, I'm talking well, talk about like the banks, like the big banks. Those, those were loan packages. Okay. But like today, you know, with Target right. coming downtown. Right. Here's 13 million in cash and prizes. No, 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 no. You're I right. I thought no. you were a business. No, I wasn't talking about that. No. No, you, you, you're right. I stand correct. And we also want law and order. I'm wearing orthopedic shoes. I stand correct. We don't want cops beating ass. Absolutely. We don't want that. But you know what? Here's the deal. If I might. Go ahead. The, the, the white liberal media. They're from privileged places. Sure. Right? So we know this. I know a black person is twice and a half times more likely to be killed by a cop than a white person. Sure. But more white people sure. die. Sure. Which tells you about culture and class. Sure. The less money you have, the more rowdy you are. Sure. That's what studies show. Sure. And the more rowdy you are, cops show up. Mm. So when, when white reporters... Very liberal, very privileged. Mm. They assume every white person's privileged like that. And that you must have deserved it. No. Because you're white. No, motherfucker. I was just drunk. That goes, that goes back to the same thing that we were talking about earlier with Kim in terms of, you know, if in fact there's a, a, a missing person of color and how that's handled in the media. Right. There's a disconnect because there's a lack of awareness. There's no personal connection or value there. So it's like, well, that's not important to me. So it must not be important to anybody else. Mm. You just, that's it. And see, there's commonalities. Like, you know what I mean? Like there, There's I'm, a different value level. I'm talking, yep. I'm talking to Downriver. I'm talking to Westland. Mm. Like, I know, brother. I'm talking about the white brothers now. Yeah. Like, I, you see, you get the same thing. They're hurting too. And I also know the cops. I, I mean, I, mean I, I think everybody has different experiences. You want to be able to respect people's differences, but you want to also be able to try to understand people's commonality and their humanity as well. I want the government to work yeah. for all of us. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what it is. I think, you know, you, with identity politics, you want to, it's basically saying that I want you to see me and see my experiences are different. See that I'm disproportionately hurt. And respect hurt. those And respect it. And respect why. And respect yeah. institutions that put me in this position. Sure. But also yep. understand that there are other people who don't look like me who are also hurting as well. It might be for different reasons, yeah. but they're and, also and hurting true. as well. But the, but the thing about it is, is that at the end of the day, and this is something that a lot of people will probably not admit, we really do all want the same things. We want to yes. be safe, to be healthy. Sure. We want our families to be cared for. We want a proper access to opportunity, Absolutely. just access to opportunity uh, in an objective capacity. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's it. But the reality is, is that we've created a system that continues to oppress certain groups. Mm -hmm. And we have to acknowledge that in order to figure out how to navigate it. Yep. Absolutely. All people are not created equal, right? Look at me and Karen. We, we're not equally created. But the government and a society owes it to every one of its citizens to have an equal opportunity. To treat them as such. Yes. When you, as long as you have people 
making decisions, you're going to always have subjective, you know, outcomes because they bring their personal perspectives, their personal prejudices, whether they're racial or economic into their decision making. And there is no policy or law that can circumvent that. So until we start changing the hearts of folks, if we're all willing to start looking at who we are and how we live and love and stop criticizing others for those who do it differently, only then are we going to really make a difference. And I was, I want to say this because Coleman went, what the fuck? I was only joking. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know you were black women. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just be sitting back here. Yeah, I'm good. good. <laughs> no, because, I didn't take it seriously, no. Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm to the point in life. <laughs> I, just thought I, was, I, I am to the point in life. I'm not even noticing. I, I just thought it was kind of funny. I was just kind of taking it back. <laughs> no, no, but, but you know what I mean? Frank, frankly, I wasn't, I didn't actually quite notice. No, I understand what you're saying. I get it. But it's a wonderful thing. That's a good thing. Look at us, big and happy and friendly. Yeah. Now we need some poor people up in here. There ain't no poor people up in here. They're too fucking rowdy and the police show up. Who's the guy taking a nap on the stairs? Who's it? Oh, who? oh Coleman's uh, uh, driver. Kenneth? Oh, because everybody's asking, who is the guy? No, Kenneth's Kenneth not taking a nap. He's security. No, he's he listening good. in his earphone over here. Kid don't never sleep. Yeah. No, he's security, he, man. He stay away. You better watch out, Karen. You can't get within 10 feet of the... Of, of I want to see him. Is it, do I know who him? You, who Kenneth, you come over here, man. Come on. The crowd's asking to see you. Come on. <laughs> oh, come on, man. See, oh, that's he, how professional he is. Yeah, yeah nah. That's my main man. Nah, he's cool. He's a karate man. You can't see him. He's a do-it-all man. <laughs> you to do it all, man. All right, that's good. I because was just checking you, you everybody can't, was you asking. Can't drive, so, right? oh, I could drive. You I, I, I could drive. I just prefer not to. I thought you were epileptic. Well, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm oh, good. Your Wikipedia page is fucked up, bro. <laughs> uh, what? No. Nothing. Oh, he's a narcoleptic. Yeah, I'll I'll drive all day long. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. He'll drive all day long, but it's actually night. That's the problem. <laughs> no. No, I can drive. I'm just not good at it. I just need to be uncomfortable. I love I love to drive. No. I, I could be a truck driver any day. I, no. I would just drive. As long as I had good music, I'm good. They're looking for truck drivers. Yeah, okay. yeah they are. No, it's a tough no, thank gig. you. You, you, you <laughs> sure? You trucker can, school. You can, you can contribute to the economy. And make it I'm they're good. They're looking for bus other, drivers, too. I, I got other stuff to do, but thank you. I'll keep yeah. that in mind. No, we appreciate it. Okay, uh, last word, Coleman. Go ahead. What is it? What's the last word? I, listen, I just want to say to all the voters of Detroit, thank you so much for voting for me. I appreciate this. I'm truly humbled and honored to be in this position. And I think just to be in the position, one, to serve you out of so many people who run is very rare. And to have the opportunity to serve in the same building that's named after my father and live up to that legacy, I think it's just a tremendous blessing. And I just want to say thank you to everybody, and I love you and appreciate you. And Charlie, thank you for having me on the program. Always a pleasure. Oh, always, man. Big balls to come. And do you promise to get a raise for first responders? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't want to make any guarantees that I can't fulfill, but that's something, fight. that's something I'm going to fight like hell for, absolutely. We need, we need to pay. Let me, let me say this. We need to pay our police officers. We need to pay our city workers. We need to pay our first responders. We need to pay them all more. And I think it's a shame for a guy. We got all this money coming in, and they don't experience any of it. I think that's wrong. Our, our, and, 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 we, and if it wasn't for preemption laws, I would say that we would do something about minimum wage as well. You know, we're prevented locally from being able to do that because of state policy. But I think that the essential workers and what they've done, literally putting their life on the line for us to have the services that we need just to make it through COVID, I think that that is something they deserve to get paid what they what they for what they've done. And a rookie, a rookie's making like, I'll round it up to the right number. A rookie's making twenty bucks an hour. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Twenty well, bucks an hour. And it makes it harder for us to keep officers because it's like you know what you because you, you don't get the experience. 
the experience you get in Detroit, you don't get anywhere else. So as soon and you and they pay you to go through the training school. So as soon as you're done with training, you get re intense recruitment from all across the country to be able to go to other places. You know what I'm saying? And, I got a fr I got a friend. Yeah. Uh, you know he went through it. It's crazy. Been a cop for two years. He's getting the fuck out. You know why? You know what the last trial was? What? Handcuffed the dude. The dude in the front. The dude decided to take a shit in his own hands and then he wiped it all over. Ugh. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So I, it, it's just, we just can't retain them. Jesus. Just pay, man. Shit, we got we got money. Yeah, that's that's city workers. This as well. far left shit and this far right shit EMTs. is not resonating. Yeah. Right? Is that right, Karen? Yes, but I'm going to say this, Coleman. Detroit is counting on you. Uh, I, I think that, you know, we, we don't, we, we have the same mayor. Council is the legislative uh, component. I ask and challenge you to make sure that you and your colleagues hold this 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 administration accountable. I mean, if they're doing the right thing, support them. If they're not doing the right thing, challenge them and you know encourage transparency. I know you as a person. I respect and love you as a person. I support you uh, personally and professionally. I, I'm just I'm almost Detroited out at this point. I need to see something. I, I'm very disappointed in where we've allowed ourselves to come. So I'm, I'm looking for something and I'm here to support you in any way I can. I appreciate that. That means a lot. That means the world to me. Thank you for saying that. And I know you feel the same way, Philly. I know you do. I know we all do. Better days. Yeah. Stay together. Yep. Stay together. Try to love one another. Boom. That was timing. That was timing. Ooh, some smooth oboe. See? <laughs> I know you like it. Is this Chardet? Huh? Oh, I picked the song. <laughs> Chardet, man. Smooth operator. There we go. Hey, women. Let's all hit the chorus. <laughs> Yeah. Business I'm gonna start breaking windows up in here. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna hit the chorus together. Terry's got work to do. Why should I get to it? It's gonna take a while.
Ich weiß, ich geh.